Amen. Church, you guys may take a seat. And, and as you can already tell, we're, we're probably going to do things a little bit uh, different today. Um, uh, normally, we, we have a little bit longer time of, of, of worshiping through singing, but we're going to do something different because it's, it's a unique day. Happy New Year, everyone. 2023, uh, the year of Michael Jordan. I, uh, um, I think, I think that's, I think that's the mascot for the year. Um, uh, at least maybe hopefully in my, not in my basketball game, of course, but you know, in somebody's, I'm thinking maybe, but, um, guys, I, I am excited about today because of what the Lord has been doing in my heart. But, um, I'm, I'm also excited like a, um, like, a, like an eight-year-old would be excited about going to Six Flags. And I don't know if you uh, grew up in the Dallas area or went to Six Flags in the Dallas area. There was a roller coaster called the Shockwave that was a double loop, a loop-de-loop. And I loved Six Flags, but I was scared to death of the Shockwave. Like, it was like, I want to go, but don't make me go on that, but I kind of want to go on that. And... Guys, I, I feel that way right now about today, um, and it's, it's like, and maybe if you didn't know that feeling, like, maybe it's like, stay, like, you go to a beautiful, like, mountain, and you stand on the edge of a cliff, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is scary, but it's also one of the most beautiful things I've seen, right? Like, there's like joy and anxiousness at the same time, or, or maybe it's like, uh, any, any athletes out there, like, pregame jitters, like, like the feeling you get before you're about to go into a competition. Or maybe, a whole different crowd here, is when you sent a text message to someone that you kind of liked, and you were like, hey, do you want to go, go out, you go hang out sometime? And it's just left on red for, for a little while. That, that feeling that you got, like going like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? I'm kind of excited, but I'm also scared to death. Like that feeling I have today, right now, because what I'm going to do is I'm going to invite you guys to, to help participate in this time. In this new year, it provides an opportunity for us to engage with one another and, and, and share with one another. And, and from a person in my position, inviting that is like going, Jesus, take the wheel, please. Like, but it's, it's, it's good for us to do this. It's good for us to do this. And, and today we have families in here, and I am so thankful for families coming and participating. Guys, we're going to even ask kids to come and share and, and participate with us. And so we, we want you to know that I knew that this might be a different time. I knew it might be a smaller crowd, and we wanted you to know that, like, this is an intentional time that I think God is wanting to use in the life of our church to help us see him in more clear ways. And so the ways that I'm going to ask you to participate today, there's three ways. One is I want us to refocus together. Like we, we're going to refocus. We're going to align our eyes back with where it needs to, and we're going to help one another do that. We're going to report we're going to report what God has done, and we're going to share that with one another. And then we're going to prepare our hearts. We're going to prepare for what's ahead. And, and in doing that, we're going to participate in communion together. We've got communion 
uh, elements right there at the back of the room. And if, if at any point you need to go get that, that's going to happen at the end of the service. But I just wanted you to know that those are the three ways that we're going to ask you to participate in this time. But, but, but the question is why? Like, when, when I was thinking about where God wanted us to go in this particular time, what God wanted us to do on January 1st of 2023, he led me to, to Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. And, and we're going to look at that here in just a moment. But, but the reason I wanted to go, go there is because I wanted us to center back into what is at the heart of what we believe. And if anybody's been around Austin Oaks long enough, you know that what we say all the time is that we are a church that is simply about Jesus. And so today... Today, I want everything that we are doing to, to bring us back to the heart of that, to bring us back to our, our knowing who he is and, and what he has done and, and his character and his beauty and his majesty and all those things. And then, and, then, and then see how, if that is true, if we claim that, that Jesus is true, if we claim that the scriptures are true, if we believe that, that in 2023, what does that mean for us right now? Because the, the, the second part of that tagline, that, that we are simply about Jesus, it, it, it leads to an action. Uh, being about Jesus leads to an action. It says we, we want to help others meet, know, and follow him. We want to help them meet Jesus for the first time. We want to help somebody grow in their knowledge and understanding of who Jesus is. And, and we want to help others follow him because when we do that, we believe this, that it, that it changes everything, that it transforms everything. And so in, in the book of Hebrews, it actually cuts to the core of this. It actually like dives right in to the people that were the people of God, that, were, that, that kind of understood the context of, of, of what God's plan was. And, and it's, it narrows in, it zeroes in on, on the heart of the matter. And so we're going to look at, at Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 3 right now. And it says this. It says, Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, Jesus. Uh, by, and and it, if you look on in uh, chapter 2, verse 9, it, it actually says the name Jesus right there. And it says, In the last days, he spoke to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he also created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God. He is the exact imprint of his nature. He upholds the universe by his word and of his power. And after purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. This jumps in and it says to these people that, that had understood the uh, the context of God, and, 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 and they, they saw that and, and, and referenced like, hey, you've seen this, you've known this long ago, but let me tell you today what is happening through this one called Jesus. And then he lists off all these things that Jesus is, and I'll just, I'll just say them for you right here, like at the beginning of this letter, he's like, Jesus is the heir, he's the owner of all things, Jesus created all things, he is the image of God's holiness. He is the expression of God's character. 
He holds all things together in power. He provides forgiveness for wrongs. And he is alive and he sits in authority with God. That's all in literally two verses. And that's just a, that's a myriad of all the things that the scriptures have said. And so what we're about to do is, is we're about to participate in what was just described there by the author of Hebrews. We're going to actually take time and I'm going to invite you to examine the scriptures. I'm going to invite you to look in the scriptures or, or, or bring to mind, ask God to bring to mind the scriptures that, that, that point to Jesus, like the scriptures that refer to Jesus either by name or, or within a prophecy or the, the scriptures that describe Jesus and what he's going to be like or what he is like. The ones that talk about Jesus, whether it's a, a, an author in the New Testament or what Jesus actually said about himself. I'm going to invite you to come up and we're going to, we're going to participate in reading that scripture over the rest of us. I'm going to ask you to read that so that in hearing of God's word, that we're going to be able to, to meet Jesus, to know Jesus, to follow Jesus, and therefore be changed, be transformed by that. And so parents, I even want to ask you to ask your kids to come up and share a passage that, that helps them know Jesus. Like, if, if you've got a passage that's been particularly helping you understand him or know him, I want you to come share it. Kids, I want you to come recite something that, that says, that helps you know who Jesus is. We want you to be a part of this. Because we believe this. And this says, it says that in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, it says, For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing uh, to the division of the soul and spirit and joints and of marrow and discerning the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. We believe that just in hearing the word, that we're going to be able to recenter, to refocus together on what we say we are all about. And then we're going to move on from that and we're going to, we're going to see where we go from there. And so we want to recenter on that. But I want to invite you to just be prayerful in this. We want to invite you to, 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 to ask God to, to show you some of those things. And uh, this is how it's going to go. Uh, Pastor Don's going to be over here. Pastor Omar is going to be over here. And then we're going to, we're going to sing a, a worship song. And during that time of worship, if, if God so leads, like you come up and, and you bring your, your Bible, you bring your phone, and, and, and you read the passage that, that God's put on your heart, or maybe you don't know some, some scriptures that do that, and like that's okay, we, we understand that. We've provided actually some resources over here that, that are like a, a compilation of, of, of scriptures and passages that, that actually describe Jesus, that point to him, and so if you wanted to just go pick one of these up when, in this time and, and just start reading through that, and if God shows you something, come and, and share that with us. Because at the end of the day, we're hearing the word of God read over us. And so I'm, I'm going to pray for us right now. And then, and then we're going to go into a, a time of just worship. And, and, and when that happens, I want you to just come along the sides and start lining up. And, and we'll go for a few minutes and, and then move on. And so I'm going to pray. God, we ask that in this moment, God, that you, by your word, would help us know your son, Jesus that we would fall more in love with your son Jesus because of this. Lord, that your son would be made much of 
in this room today because we see him for everything that he is. God, meet us here right now. Amen.
was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through Him all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. And in Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verses 1 and 11 to 14. Remember also your Creator in the days of your youth, before the evil days come and the years draw near, of which you will say, I have no pleasure in them. Verse 11. The words of the wise are like goads, and like nails firmly fixed are the collected sayings. They are given by one shepherd. My son, beware of anything beyond these. Of making many books there is no end, and of much studies of weariness of the flesh. The end of the matter, all has been heard. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. John 14, 1 through 5, 1 through 6. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself. And there I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we did not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Um, All right, from John 10. uh, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Isaiah 53, 5. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. 
Philippians 2, uh, verses 1 through 11. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider God, equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every, name, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue shall acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. From Hebrews 10, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. This is from Matthew 9, uh, 35 through 38. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every, every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to the disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest and send out laborers into his harvest. Um, this is from 1 Peter 4.12 uh, through 19. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share Christ's suffering that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief or an evildoer or as a meddler. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that name. For it is time for judgment to begin at the household of God. And if it begins with us, what will be, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if, right, and if the righteous is scarcely saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? Therefore, let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful creator while doing good. Uh, this is from Deuteronomy 20, verse 1. When you go to war against your enemies and see horses, chariots, and an army greater than your, than your own, you shall not be afraid of them, for your Lord your God is with you, who brought you up out of Egypt and will always be with you. also is from Deuteronomy and it's um, chapter 1 verse 30 31 
but it's in Spanish. So those of you who do not speak Spanish, look it up in your Bible. El Señor, su Dios, marcha al frente y peleará por ustedes como vieron que lo hizo en Egipto y en el desierto. Por todo el camino que han recorrido hasta llegar a este lugar, ustedes han visto cómo el Señor, su Dios, los ha guiado, como lo hace un padre con su hijo. This is from 1 John 4 verses 12, um, 18. It says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. This is from John 6, 68 through 69. Simon, Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed and have come to know how you are the Holy One of God. James 5, 13 through 15. If anyone among you is suffering, he must pray. If anyone's joyful, he is to sing praises to God. If anyone is sick among you, you must call for the elders of the church and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will restore the one who's sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he'll be forgiven. I was healed this year after 19 years doing this. God is good. Isaiah 43, 19. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Romans 13, 8, and I also have Romans 8, 31. Owe no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? You guys can go ahead and take a seat. I want to I want to close out with this one right here. Colossians chapter 1 verse 15 through 17. He being Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your son, Jesus, and we thank you that, that Jesus was your word incarnate. He walked among us. We thank you that he was the perfect imprint of your nature, that he was the fullness of you that walked among us, and he is the one that offers us grace and forgiveness, and he is the one who humbly served and healed and laid his own life down. 
And he is the one that will bring restoration to all things. Amen. This is, this is refocusing on, on who Jesus is. And when I think about New Year's, like we think about New Year's resolutions, like, hey, what was this last year like and how do I, how do I look ahead? And, and, and my encouragement here, my challenge here is, would Jesus, would, would this person that we just read about, the one that, that was that had a hand in creation, that is the, the promised one from God throughout all the Old Testament that was prophesied, predicted, that, that they said he would come at the time he came, and he came, and then he did all the things that they said he would do, and he lived, and he was, he was compassionate, and he was kind, and he, he healed people, and he, he went to marginalized people, and, and, and he touched people that people avoided, and he, he engaged in, in caring for others in radical ways, and yet he holds everything in the universe together. This Jesus, is this Jesus worth us saying, what could this year be like for me and him? Could, could I say that I would take this year and focus and align directly with what he would desire from me? Because I think there's this temptation that might be here in this same passage that we're looking at. Because if we go back to, to, to Hebrews 1, it says, it says, it starts off with long ago, long ago, in many times, in many ways, God spoke to us this way. And it says, but in these last days, this is what God has been doing. Guys, and if we believe all the stuff that we just read, that that, that Jesus died and he, was, he, he rose again, that, that he's seated with his, with his father in, in heaven, that he's alive, that he is still working today in, in the same ways that he was working back then. There's, there's like clear evidence that like within the Hebrew community that thousands of Hebrew lives were being transformed by this Jesus and those lives are, are lives like the person Saul, who became Paul, who ended up writing most of the New Testament. Like, he, he is a life that was transformed. And in the same way, like, there are stories among us right now of God working. And I think that there can be a temptation in us to, to lean back to long ago. To like, ah, oh, back then, me and God were tight. Me and God, we had... Like, it was, it, was, it was good, but, you know, got busy. I got a, got a job, got, got things going on. Got fa- like, and, and we can say that, like, I, I held on to that. But maybe when we tell one another stories of what God's doing today, like, we, we might be refreshed again. And not just go like, hey, we're reading these scriptures of things that happened 2,000 years ago, but we're reading these scriptures going, that stuff is happening now. That it's no longer a story that we can tend to fall into, a story or a myth that we can fall back into, but it, it becomes the reality of our present. And so this is where I'm going to invite you to participate in, in the portion of reporting because when we report on the work that God's doing, we, we go like, man, 
God is active right now. God, God is in our midst. He is here and present. And, and so I'm going to invite you to come up um, in just a moment. And, and, and you're going to share maybe something that God is, that, that Jesus is transforming in your life. How, how you are, are being changed. How you are being conformed into the image. And, and, and I'm going to just give some evidence real quick of, of people that I've been in community with and I've seen God working in their life and I've seen people take steps to grow in discipline and in and, and the pursuit of knowing God over the last year. Like, and in doing that, God is transforming. Jesus is transforming the way that they respond to the different things that, that don't go according to their plan. And so God has grown them in this discipline that's, that's helping them navigate this life. And it's been so cool to see. I've seen people in my community grow in boldness and say that they're no longer going to be quiet about, about what Jesus is doing in their life, but they're going to speak it in places like the workplace and in their neighborhood, and they're going to share that. And there are conversations and relationships happening that, that would not have happened previously, and this is how God is at work in their lives. I've also seen people go through some of the most difficult things I could imagine. And in the midst of that, in their desperation, Jesus is meeting them there and transforming their, their faith to not just be about the, the current circumstance, but to be something bigger. And so whether life is, is, is going well and you're seeing cool things or there are difficult things, Jesus is in the midst of that offering to work and transform in, in the heart of that. And I've seen people step out in boldness and proclaim the gospel to people that are far from God. And people have responded. People that were running away from God for years. God grabbed a hold of their heart and is making them more and more in love with him day after day because they proclaim Christ. That is happening in our midst. And so in just a moment, we're going to do something similar. And we're going to, we're going to have a time of worship. And, and you're going to be able to come up. And, and I'm going to ask you, there's going to be some guidelines to this. Just help me out here, folks. Uh, love you guys. Want to hear what God's doing. Um, we're going to, I'm going to ask you to share. I want you to share what, what you see Jesus doing, working and, and transforming your life. Jesus working in your life. Two, that, it, that it's, it's your life. We're not here to talk about like what somebody else's that we're, we're seeing. We're not going to say how this person was really bad, then Jesus did something, now they're okay. Like, that's, those are good stories, but probably not in this setting. But I want you to say, like, this is what God's doing in my life, and this is how I'm being transformed because of Jesus, his work in my life right now. And I'm going to ask you to do your best to keep it under a minute. And, and if you think you're at a minute, you probably should have stopped about two minutes ago. Like, just, just like that's a seasoned veteran move, right, saying that right there. But, like, I'm going to invite you. We're going to have a time of, of worship. At the end of the time of worship, everybody's welcome to sit down after that. Just 
Go ahead and throw that one out there for everybody. Um, but in hearing these testimonies, we're, we're moving from the long ago piece to the today piece. We're, we're, we're going like, no longer will it be something that was then, it's going to be now. And we want to encourage one another by seeing what God is doing now. So let's, let's just invite the Lord to come. God, I ask that you would be bringing to mind the things of, of how you are transforming the folks in this room. For your glory. Not for their glory. Not for what we think is good about us, but for, for Jesus to be made known. Lord, be made known today. Amen. Will you stand with us? I searched the world, but he couldn't feel me. Man's empty praise and treasure the faith are never enough. Then you came along. Me back together, and every desire is now satisfied here in your love. Oh, oh, there's nothing better than you, there's nothing better than you, Lord, there's nothing, nothing is. Cada fracaso has visto, Señor, y a un tu amigo soy, porque el Dios de los montes es el Dios de los valles, y no hay lugar que me pueda alejar de tu gracia y amor. Nothing nuevos jardines. 
One minute. That song is really special to me. Um, I lost my mom on August 24th, uh, unexpectedly. Um, The God of the mountain is the God of the valley. Um, That is an extremely significant lyric for me. Um, And I guess what I've gotten out of this year is that... um, Philippians chapter four, I, I think, is that there's a there's a peace that I have been given this year that I've never known. Um, it's it's one thing to be, you know, I've got coffee in my cup, great, God is good, but um, I've lost my mom prematurely, um, and God is good. Um, is a different thing to say and a different thing to understand. So, anyway. Um, that that is a piece that's new to me, and I cry every day in the car still, because um, <laughs> it still hurts. But um, understanding that comfort is something uh, unfor- uh, it, it, it's it's just so significant. So anyway, I want to thank Becca and the team for singing that song. Um, I wasn't going to come up, but I feel compelled because um, I sang that song for my mom and. Um, and there, there is nothing greater, there is nothing better, there is nothing more significant than God and our relationship with Christ. Um, we might forget that sometimes, um, but, but uh, running to God and running to, to Jesus is, is all there is um, when your coffee cup's empty, you know. 
So, Amen. was that two minutes? So. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to turn this into somewhat of a prayer too. Lord, I pray that you would continue to uh, speak through me and all you would call up here um, in this time. I thank you for the opportunity to, to speak uh, to your glory and what you're doing individually in our lives. Uh, I just want to thank God for the opportunity to go to Rwanda this year um, with the team. And uh, what I saw there was radical forgiveness on a level that I didn't, realize was evident and I think the evidence that God showed me in that time and, and through those people um, is a story that the world needs to hear because it's the, the most radical um, you know story of forgiveness I think I, I've come across and, and this is impactful to me because um, for a long time I've been holding on to a lot of bitterness and, and anger and, and anxiety um, from comparatively little things in my life compared to what I saw there. And uh, I, I just think that that's a story that, that will resonate with me for a long time to come. And um, I just uh, I thank God for the opportunity um, to share it and, and to, to, to see what he's doing in them and, and to realize that he's doing that same work in me. Um, and if they can forgive that, God uh, does the same thing for me and for others. And uh, I have no right not to extend that same forgiveness um, to all those who I meet. So thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. My name is Lisa Zhang, and uh, I'm retired critical care charge nurse. In 2018, I joined it, I mean, I lived with Chris, and we had second grandchild. The only grandson, Andrew, was born 2017. And 18th, and we moved to Austin, Texas. And uh, when he was three years old, was diagnosed moderate <clears throat> autism. I don't know you know about autism or not, but I didn't know anything about autism until he was born and diagnosed with it. It's an uncurable neurological disease. And uh, we, our family's been really affected by this autism. And we know nothing about Austin, I mean, the, uh, uh, what a treatment is, what it is. So ended up, we found out, my son and my daughter-in-law, it's been affected so much, they sleep like a, a catnip here and there, and they never been able to sleep well because of his autism problems. And John sleep deprivations and also taking care of this. And it's been a really problem uh, 
they are so overworked and of course not resting properly. And our emotional feeling is uh, very affected by that. So anyway, uh, I starting to, I mean, little things we argue, especially with my daughter-in-law. Oh, she's wonderful person. And me not driving and staying home all the time and get on little things that it bothers each other. Ended up arguing with my daughter-in-laws. And I know that Romans 12, 12, 13, 14 says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, share with God's people who are in need, and pray for to get one another. I know all this. But it, what I'm saying is this, what is God's will we were, I was seeking? God is, God's will is be joyful in hope and patient in affliction because it's just limited time only. And share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitalities. And uh, I just one more thing to say is that doing a God's will is not easy. And I realize always I realize Seek the Lord while he may be found. Yeah, Call on him while he is near. Right. Let the wicked forsake their way, evil men their thoughts. Turn to the Lord, even to our God, for he is merciful, gracious, compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in love. Good. Thank you, Lisa. Um, I am a member of the church, and I attend uh, Nueva Vida, the Hispanic ministry. And I want to just share how I saw this year uh, the Lord uh, speak to me in a very, very particular way. I know there are many people who wonder, can God really speak to me? Um, I was in one of those times Pastor BJ was talking about, like, Lord, we were really tight, and I just don't see you at this time. And I happened to um, listen online to a message uh, given by the pastor that um, is uh, from Africa, New Life. And his message was so compelling, so wonderful. I was, I'm Latin, so I was just like, full of emotion. And um, when, when he finished, he invited uh, everybody to sponsor a child from uh, Africa. And I felt compelled to do it. But 
the word of the Lord came to me. Do nothing out of compulsion. Do not give compulsively. So I prayed, Lord, if this is from you, show me. Please show me. I went online and I clicked on the page and uh, started looking at the children. And there was this little girl that called my attention. So I clicked on her profile. Her name is Ishingwe Mugisha Yoyos. Yoyos means joyful. And she happened to share my birthday. And I knew the Lord was confirming he had called me to sponsor that child. He does speak to us. And so um, he has transformed my life, but that's another story from the past. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick. About six months ago, uh, I was praying one morning, uh, and part of my prayer was that uh, God would either give me a love for my work or would give me work that I could love. And I went to work that day, and um, they announced that my, uh, uh, my uh, boss had taken a new position and that uh, his position had opened up. And, and it just it kind of warmed my heart that uh, I felt like God was... Uh, you know, was really answering prayer and such. And, and so I, you know, I thanked God for the opportunity and, and uh, told him, you know, if this is where you would have me, you know, let's, let's go. Uh, and if, if not, uh, you know, protect me from it. And, um, and with the confidence that came from that, you know, I went into the uh, interview and, uh, and felt like I really knocked it out of the park. Um, and uh, I did not get the job. <laughs> and, and so I had to make a choice, you know, do I, do I trust that God is working as he says he is? Or do I, you know, kind of rest in my own strength and, you know, kind of take it all back, what I'd placed before him? And um, anyway, for a while, to be honest, I took it back and I was pretty angry and, and, uh, and such. But in working through that, I really feel like through uh, 2022 that God was helping me to learn to uh, trust him uh, more fully and, and as time has gone by in the last six months, I've, it became apparent that uh, that was not the position for me and that uh, it was time for me not to be working for that company anymore. And so as of yesterday, uh, I'm unemployed. And uh, um, yeah, so I feel like uh, just in, in answer to your question, BJ, that in 2022, you know, God was teaching me to trust him. And in 2023, I think God's going to teach me to trust him. Th thank you, church. Like, th this is the church. You are the church. This building, not the church. Your stories, the work of God in your life, this is the church. Like, sharing these stories with one another, talking about the great things of who God is and what the scriptures say about him, sharing with what he's doing right now. It's, this is, this is it. So we've, we've refocused, we, we're, we've reported to one another. And that's, there's so many more stories. Share it with people around you today. Just if, if you didn't get to share, if you don't like talking in front of people, I get it. People are introverts. I don't understand you people, but I love you. I love you. Um, 
talk to the one person that you're friends with that made you be friends with them and tell them the story of how God's transforming your life. Um, like, this is the church. But I want to take a moment. And I, and I want to say if, I'm going to ask this question, if. If what the scriptures say about Jesus is true, if, if what the people that have come up and shared with you is true, and that there's work continuing to go on, that the creator of the universe, the one that holds every molecule, every atom together in power, the one that laid down his life for us, if that is true and, and he is at work today, then what does that mean for us tomorrow? Where, what is it worth to us to know that we get to be the recipients of, of, a, of not just knowing that God, but being called children of God, being loved by God, to, to be in his family. Like, what would it be worth to us? Like, what if this faith that you believe, the, the, the faith that is being offered to all of us here right now, what if that was something that wasn't just a long time ago, but was brought into today and tomorrow. And what if 2023, you said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see what the worth of that is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invest in that. What if we decided right now that I'm going to invest more into my relationship and understanding Jesus this year in, than any other time of my life? Because... He is worth it. Not, not because I, I need to change and all these things are different in my life, but because he is worth it. And in knowing him and in seeing him and being near him transforms us. So, like, would you be willing to give God a chance? And, and it doesn't matter where you are. Like, you come in here and be like, I don't even know any of this. What, what are you even talking about? Like, I'm just going to invite you. Would you be willing to give Jesus a chance so much so that you would say, like, Hey, one minute a day for the next five days, I'm just going to be like, I'm going to see if Jesus will answer a prayer. I'm just going to, I'm going to commit right now. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say, all right, if this is true, then would God show up if I just spent a minute trying to ask him who he was or looking in the scriptures? What if I spent 10 minutes a day? What if I spent an hour each day? Or what if, what if I spent all year and say, hey, like every day I'm going to commit to leaning into this. Like whatever amount of time it is, guys, eternity is on the table. And eternity in the presence of God is on the table and it is offered to us. What is it worth exploring? What about our resources? And I'm not talking about tithing here. I'm not talking about that. I'm like, I'm talking about the kind of investment you would make in like a hobby that you have. Like I know people that ride bicycles and spend thousands of dollars on bicycles. Like, and go travel to far off places and, and, and do that. Like, would, would leaning into the Lord right now, would leaning into him say like, hey, what if I just spent some dollars and, and said like, what about books or resources or podcasts or like go into a conference or go into a trip or 
buying coffee and, and, and talking to somebody about this? Or, or like, what would I be willing to spend my resources on to just investigate a relationship with Jesus? Would I audit a seminary class? Guys, there's like seminary classes like all over YouTube, by the way, like just free out there. Like, but would we be willing to say like, Jesus, because you were worth it, I'm willing to lean in. Would we be willing to learn and explore? Would we be willing to study? Would we be willing to seek out mentorship? Would we be willing to ask somebody to help me grow spiritually? Would we, on the other side, would we be willing to like say like, hey, I've been receiving from the Lord for so long. Like, would I be willing to now start to invest in other people? Because Jesus is worth it. Would this year be a year that I say yes to that? Would you be willing to take everything that is at your disposal and say, God, whatever you want with this? Could this be a year? Whether it's one minute or everything that you have. Guys, the question is, Jesus, is Jesus worth it? And I believe the answer to be yes. Guys, I, for me, like, I, I could find myself spending all sorts of time and effort and watching Netflix or playing video games and, and doing that. Like, I'm, I'm not saying this to you being like, I got it figured out. I'm saying it that this is what is a challenge to me right now. But I think we could be surprised if we just, if we made a plan and said like, God, I'm, I'm gonna devote time to you. I'm gonna devote resources to you this year because I see how great you are. And I wanna just, I wanna give you a little bit of an example of, of this in my life. This is like a little bit of testimony time for me. And it was, it was me thinking about what I wanted this morning to look like. And, and it was the, the time of sharing in the, in the scriptures. And I was like, all right, I probably should just like pour some, some time into like gathering together some scriptures so that people can, can have some reference for what I'm looking for. Like scriptures that, that talk about Jesus, that point to Jesus, that, that are Jesus talking about himself, like things like that. And, and so, like, you know, I'm dealing with all my same insecurities that I, that I have normally of, like, wanting approval of people and, and not wanting to preach. Like I, like, I don't love this. I talk about it all the time. Like, but, like, I'm, I'm leaning in and go, like, all right, God, what do you want here? And so I put in my earbuds, and, and I turn on really loud Lauren Daigle, and I'm just, like, jamming out to this girl singing real loud. And, um, and in that moment, I start to explore the scriptures and look where God, Look for Jesus so that I can write it down so that we, we can read those together. I'm kind of looking past the moment and I'm going like, hey, th I'm going to spend like 15 to 30 minutes on this. And, and I'm going to look through the scriptures. I'm going to search the scriptures. And I'm going to look for Jesus. And I, I planned on spending 15 to 30 minutes. And guys, I kid you not, six hours went by. And, and I was enthralled like by looking for Jesus and guys that's that's where this came from this is nothing more than copy and paste literally just copy paste scripture put it in there but this produced a worship in me of Jesus that I haven't experienced in a while and I believe it is because God is calling us all of us into searching for Jesus looking for Jesus 
And, and he's inviting us into that. We're, we're already invited into that. And so I'm, I'm inviting you into the same thing. Would you search for Jesus? And, and here in a moment, we're, we're going to have a time of, of, of communion. And guys, what a time of communion is, is it, it's, it's doing what we've already done. It's thinking back. It's like refocusing on Jesus. It's remembering what he's done. But it opens the door for Jesus to speak to you and say, what, God, what would you, Jesus, what would you want from me moving forward? And so whether, whether you're in elementary school right now and you're like, hey, what does Jesus want from me? Like, what, what would Jesus say to you in that? What, what do you think? Like, talk with your parents about that. Or you're in high school. Like, where, where is Jesus leading you? What is one way that you could look for Jesus in your life right now? Like, in your job, like, listening to Scott, like, you're like God, what do you want from this? Like, what do you want from me in this place? Let us look for Jesus and see what happens. Just Let's just invest in that and see what happens. And then we're going to come back at another time. We're going to share stories and we're going to hear more and more about what God is doing. But in this time of communion that we're about to have, I'm just, I'm, I'm inviting you to explore. And so like, let me just also acknowledge, like if maybe you, you haven't said yes to Jesus yet, maybe you're still trying to, to explore and, and I invite you to, to do that, but let me just summarize real quick what, what that is. Let me just summarize for you, like, what a relationship with Jesus is. And if you, if you took the scriptures and kind of, like, put them all in a, in a little summary, it's this, that we were made to be in a relationship with God, but that we reject God on a constant basis and say, no, I want what I want, not what you want, therefore I am God and you are not. And that comes, that rejecting of God comes with a, with a pretty, severe consequence, and that consequence is death. But God loved us so much that that he's like, I'm going to come after you even if you're running away from me. And he did that through the person of his son, Jesus Christ. And Jesus came, and he did nothing wrong, and yet he took the consequences, the, the death that we deserve, he took that so that we might be able to be in a relationship with God and be with God forever. And that's what we talk about with heaven. But when Christ died, and he died on the cross, and he paid the price for those consequences, and after dying, he rose from the grave, and then he interacted with people after that. The scriptures say that he interacted with like 500 people that were witnesses to Jesus having died, and then walking around and talking and hanging out with people. And then he Witnesses watched him rise into the sky and go into heaven, and, and that is where he is. And he, is, he said he's going to come back someday. And if, if you desire to, to experience that, then the scriptures say, like, all you need to do is confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, and you will be saved. Guys, and this is not just a story. This is not a myth. This is not just a thing in a book. This is a reality that is happening today. You heard it in the testimonies here in this room. 
And it was all because of the sacrifice of Jesus. And so I'm going to invite you to participate and ask God right now that if you are a follower of Jesus, if you said yes to him, if you said yes to him, then, then I want you to participate with this. I want you to reflect back, refocus on Christ, and ask him what is next. Because that is what this is. It's saying this. In the scriptures it says, On the night that our Lord was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it and he passed it around. And he said, this is my body, broken for you. Take and eat. And in the same way, he took the And he poured the wine into the cup. He said, this is my blood poured out for you. Take and drink. Lord, in this moment right now, Lord, that we get to respond to you. God, I ask, I ask, Lord, that you would show us what is ahead. Lord, you would help us create a plan to run after you. To run after you, to seek you out. God, and that in the midst of that, God, that you would show up. Lord, that you would provide the opportunity for us to know you more for us to fall in love with you, to follow you, to maybe meet you for the first time. God, would you do that? Lord, let this church be a place where we refocus on you, where we tell stories about you, and Lord, where we continue to challenge one another to search you out, to seek you out, and find you, and make you known. God, let us be a people is devoted to being simply about Jesus. We pray all these things in your name. Amen.